You're listening to the Morphology Podcast. Thanks for tuning in to the Morphology Podcast, aka Murph here, to share interviews about biking experiences from cyclists who have pedaled to places all over. Each week, we will get to know new people and explore new destinations to ride your bike. As you listen to these adventures, you may wonder, why haven't I done that yet? On this episode, meet the founder and owner of Ladies All Ride, Lindsay Richter. Ladies All Ride is an organization dedicated to growing the community of female mountain bikers. Lindsay and her team of coaches travel the country hosting women's mountain bike skills camps, where they aim to inspire women to face fears, believe in themselves, and basically get rad on their mountain bikes. Mountain biking taught Lindsay life is about creating yourself, not finding yourself, and she welcomes all levels of riders from beginners and beyond. Recently, I attended the skills camp in Whitefish, Montana, and was able to take some time to speak with Lindsay. So here's my interview with her. Enjoy. All right, well, on the show today, we have Lindsay Richter. Hey, Lindsay. Hey there. It is so cool to have you on the podcast today. And I don't know that I've talked about it on a previous episode, but I recently completed an event called Ladies All Ride, and it was a bicycle camp for mountain bikers in Whitefish, Montana. And Lindsay is the person that owns this company. Yeah. (laughs) So I actually, I wrote down founder, owner, and Director of Inspiration, which I found on your website, and I just loved it. Oh, thanks. Yeah, Yeah. and I will add... official title. Those are good titles. I had a blast, and let me give you a tiny bit of background, Lindsay, because you are like a pro mountain biker, and I know you're going to get into that a little bit more on this podcast, but as far as my background, I bike... Uh, almost every day of the week, but mostly on gravel or pavement or trails. So mountain biking, I'm probably into my second year of mountain biking. And for me, and if you talk to the coaches that were on in my group for Whitefish, I probably am okay with the skills, but I lack the confidence. I mean, I will come up over a curve and then see a big hill and then slam on the brakes and be like, nope, not going to do it. But then when we do it a second time, I'm like, all right, I'm going for it. And then you get done with it and you're like, what the heck was I thinking? I mean, there's, I'm fine. I'm fine. And that confidence, I mean, I could... I could feel it in your voice when you spoke to us in the morning and then at the midday uh, during the camps that you understand how women go through different levels of confidence when they're out on their mountain bikes. Well, thanks. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) We've all been there. We've all been there. Yeah. So, uh, but before we get more into Ladies All Ride, will you give the listeners just a tiny bit about you, you know, your background? I mean, I alluded to the fact that you know mountain biking inside and out, but just give us a little bit. Well, yeah, it's... um... It's kind of a crazy background. I was an athlete in high school and that was really a big part of my youth. And then when I went to college, I didn't play any sports. And I don't think I realized it at the time, but it was a big mistake. (laughs) (laughs) 
I, I joined a sorority thinking that, you know, the social life was going to be so important. And I was really focused on school. And with that lifestyle change, I completely lost my fitness. Uh, yeah. I don't think as a, you know, 18 year old, I really understood the importance of exercise beyond playing sports. Mm -hmm. And so when I uh, graduated college, I went right into the working world and I was in advertising and PR and kind of a whirlwind in my 20s. And I think I started to realize that something was missing and that was feeling fit and healthy, but also a sport. And when team sports were kind of, you know, my childhood and I ran track and field, but that just didn't inspire me. I, I tried to get my fitness back by going to the gym. And, you know, this was in the early 90s. So I'm, you know, going to step aerobics and just trying to find my way mm-hmm. and find find confidence in myself again. And I can't remember exactly what year it was, probably like 95 or 96. I graduated college in 96. And I had a mountain bike for uh, my dad bought me for just doing fire roads with him. When I would come home from college, we'd go ride fire roads on our mountain bikes. And then that was also my transportation in college. And I think I just like looked at my mountain bike in my garage one day in my 20s and thought, maybe I should race mountain bikes. Oh, wow. And that is really how I got my start. I was, you know, 25, 26. And I just, no, I was like 23 and I just threw myself into racing. I found, I went down to a local bike shop and I bought a little bit of a nicer bike, a hardtail mountain bike. And I talked to them about local races and found that they had a race series. And I literally just threw myself into racing cross country mountain bikes. Mm -hmm. And with that, not only did I find my fitness again and this newfound motivation to exercise because I had a goal, uh, I started finding like-minded people. I really kind of struggled with female relationships in college after not really fitting into my sorority. Mm -hmm. And then in the working world, it was in a little bit of a competitive environment in advertising. And suddenly through mountain biking, I found this joy that I realized was missing. And I also found a community of people that I really connected with. So that's kind of how I got my start. Dang. And, it, you know, talking in the 90s, um, cycling isn't like, you know, full forward on TV, those sorts of things. So it was probably a chore to find those groups. Yeah, it definitely was. You know, there wasn't the Internet. There wasn't mm-hmm. uh, any resources really for me to find women to ride with except going to races mm-hmm. where people would gather to to race. But even so, there still weren't a lot of women uh, at these races I was going to in the 90s. Mm-hmm. So then at some point in your brain, you know, you're like, I need a better way to have women get together for mountain biking. So I'm guessing at some point, Ladies All Ride went from a vision or maybe even a thought to reality. Do you want to tell us about that? For sure. Yeah. Well, it's kind of a, it's kind of a path. (laughs) (laughs) I was, you know, started racing mountain bikes, let's see, and uh, about 2001, I got laid off from my advertising job, and it was pretty devastating. I was, you know, mid-20s, uh, thinking that I had made it because I had an office with a door. <laughs> <laughs> Most of my friends worked in the cubicle world, 
And suddenly we, all of our clients were this new thing called the internet. They were all dot-com clients. And there was this crazy crash among the the dot-com industry. And we lost all of our clients and they had to lay off our whole department. So that is when my life took a crazy turn and my next door neighbor in the office uh, handed me an application for a TV show called Survivor. Oh, And that was a crazy experience. It was the third season of this reality TV show. I didn't realize what a big deal it was. And I got myself on this show and we were in Africa. And after the show aired, uh, it was quite the whirlwind of going on talk shows. David Letterman, Howard Stern, Regis and Kelly. I was in an Eminem music video. I was walking red carpets and getting flown first class places. It was insane. Um, so that was quite the whirlwind uh, in the early 2000s. And I have always dealt with mental health issues. Mm-hmm. I have had depression much of my life, um, in and out of therapy, on and off medications, just kind of never felt like I really understood myself. And Survivor really exacerbated that. Being publicly talked about and ridiculed, was a pretty hard pill for me to swallow. Mm. I even myself moving from my hometown of Portland, Oregon to Los Angeles to go to auditions and take advantage of all these opportunities that were coming our way. Mm-hmm. Well, with that came a pretty low bout of self-esteem because it's a pretty harsh place. And I would find solace in looking for mountain bike races around the area and just throwing myself into these races. And with that, I met uh, a pro mountain biker and ended up marrying him within a year and eight months of meeting him. (laughs) And for the next decade of my life, I took over his career as his marketing manager. Oh, nice. It was pretty, uh, it was pretty cool to just realize that I could invent what I did and all of my marketing experience and advertising experience had really paid off. So for 10 years, we traveled across the country promoting mountain biking and I helped with sponsorship proposals and, you know, helping him. I helped him sort of trans transfer from being a racer to being more of an ambassador for the sport. Mm. And he had a real passion in helping the younger generation see that you can be whatever you want to be and your background shouldn't matter because he had a pretty rough upbringing. Mm -hmm. So as I was going through these travels, we had multiple tours called the All Ride Tour. And when I say multiple tours, meaning we had multiple sponsors as our title sponsors, Santa Cruz, Specialized, Fox. And we also had a kids team called the Specialized All Ride Academy, where we sponsored kids and traveled the country with these kids to give them life experiences through racing. And during this decade, I was struggling to find women to ride with Mm. on the level that I was at. I didn't really race at a top pro level, but through meeting him, I started throwing myself into downhill races and trying other things because I literally was one of those cross country racers who would get to a a downhill that had anything technical in it. And I would jump off my bike and run down the hill. Oh yeah. And I mean, when you say that, you know, you have felt these fears, I felt them too. Mm -hmm. Nobody had taught me how to ride. And anytime I tried something technical and fell, it felt very intimidating. 
And I was surrounded by all these really amazing pro riders who really weren't giving me any advice. Mm. So I kind of went through this phase of like, I don't know where I fit in in this mountain bike industry. I'm not as good as these people. I can't keep up. I don't feel like anyone's really helping me. So then I started doing a little more research about why more women were involved in the sport just as a recreational activity. And what I found was a lot of women were getting into it through men, uh, usually, Mm -hmm. uh, because it was a pretty male-dominated sport at the time. And they weren't getting great advice. I mean, even I was getting advice like, your bike knows what to do. Just trust it. (laughs) You're like, okay, how does that work? (laughs) Do I just push a button? (laughs) And so I realized, you know, and also the marketing behind mountain biking was very focused on jumping and free ride and guys doing big tricks. And that's what you were seeing in the magazines. The covers of magazines were like, wow, that's really beautiful and impressive, but I'm not going to go out and do that. Right. You know, so I thought there's got to be a way to get women into this sport that doesn't scare the crap out of them. And so I started talking to all these sponsors that I was building relationships with and asking them, have you ever thought of creating an event series or something that speaks directly to women to help them understand that there's a way to learn this sport? And I got a lot of of no's at the time. And I ended up in Whistler, BC in about 2010. And I found out about a teacher's course where you can learn to coach mountain biking. So I took this class, the PMBI, and my mind was blown. That is when I realized, oh my gosh, no one is being taught this. I've never heard any of this. Mm. I can't believe how much technicalities are involved in this sport. I want to know more. And so I threw myself in and started just coaching and studying and asking questions and analyzing what I was doing on the bike. And in 2015, I just found myself in front of the right sponsor, Live Cycling, the bike brand for women by women. Mm. They were just sort of launching their new bike brand under the umbrella of Giant Bicycles. And I told them my dream of creating this series of women's mountain bike skills camps to not only shed light and bring attention to the emotional component of the sport and why it's so powerful for women, but to also help women feel welcome into the sport in a really non-intimidating way. Mm-hmm. And so that is how the Ladies All Ride Mountain Bike Skills Camps were born. It took me about five years of coaching and dreaming and trying to create a movement that spoke directly to women. And once I had these skills camps to use as a platform to coach, um, it all kind of blossomed from there. Nice, nice. And uh, and I am a, can I say a graduate of one of your camps? So I sure. can speak firsthand that um, it didn't necessarily change my life, but it definitely changed my attitude towards my confidence level, my skills, and where I want to go forward with mountain biking. So I got to say thank you for that. Oh, that's great to hear. Yeah, yeah. And on a side note, I love the brand Live. Uh, It's my gravel bike, and I am totally looking forward to seeing where Live takes you guys and just takes women into the biking industry even more. Yeah. So when you look at Ladies All Ride, do you have 
besides being female, some sort of target customer? Like, are you looking for somebody fresh into mountain biking or somebody with, you know, years and years of experience? A quick interruption to tell you this week's podcast is sponsored by Lizard Lips Lip Balm. These great lip balms contain natural ingredients, come in a variety of flavors, and you can choose certified organic or balms with sun protection. Check it out at lizardlips.net. Now back to the show. You know, our camps are open to all levels of riders. We really want to encourage more women to get into the sport and feel like our skills camps are a great avenue for doing so. Uh, but we also want to be a resource for people already into mountain biking mm-hmm. to brush up on their skills. A lot of people have entered into this sport without taking lessons mm-hmm. and have you know, gone through with some trial and error and maybe a few crashes that felt a little intimidating. Um, so yeah, we, we welcome all levels of riders and our coaches are all trained to handle all levels of riders. And as you know, you have to fill out a pretty extensive questionnaire Mm -hmm. that helps us gain insight into where you're at on the bike, you know, what your goals are. And then you're placed in a small group of no more than seven women with sometimes two coaches. We have a lot of people wanting to go through the coaching program. So they volunteer to assist Um, So there's a head coach and an assistant coach and seven women in each group. And yeah, we we just put them through the paces, as you know, teaching skills and drills in a really safe environment. Mm -hmm. And if you're less advanced rider, then your group is probably going to move a little slower. Make sure you're really grasping the concept of all the nuances with balance points and moving your body and moving the bike around. And the more advanced riders who already have a decent understanding of balance and how to how to make the help help the bike do what they want it to do are going to move a little bit faster and mm-hmm. move on to some more advanced skills a little bit quicker. Mm-hmm. But the goal with the camps isn't to perfect anything. It's not about perfection and getting it all right the first time. It's about feeding women the tools and helping them grasp the deeper understanding of what it takes to be a good mountain biker while practicing the skills and developing a little bit of muscle memory and an understanding of how to find balance points in changing terrain. It's meant to send you home with a big toolbox filled with all these new tools to practice so that you can continue on your mountain biking journey in a safe way. Awesome. And firsthand, I can say that is exactly what happened for me. Do you want to describe just like a typical day at camp as far as, you know, what do you mean by learning skills? And then do you actually get to go out and ride? Yeah, well, it's, you know, we start out the the mornings with, well, we love our meet and greet happy hour because that's just a way for everyone to show up the night before the camps. We have them make nameplates so that they can decorate their nameplate or just write their name on a plate that goes on the front of the bike so everyone can see their names and where they're from. A lot of women are coming to find more women to ride with themselves. Mm -hmm. I mean, honestly, one of my biggest reasons for wanting to start this company was because I wanted to find more friends to ride with. And I thought, (laughs) oh, if I build it, maybe they'll come. (laughs) And so a big part of it is helping women connect with each other and just be in a supportive environment to learn mountain biking. So we have the meet and greet happy hour the night before. And then the morning starts with skills and drills, usually in grass or a a safe space where everyone can just practice moving around on the bikes, moving the bikes underneath them, getting the wheels up and over things. 
Um, and then we take it to the trail. Some, um, some of our camps, like you experienced at Whitefish, were lucky to, to use a downhill mountain bike park. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of women are a little unsure about what that means. There's a, a little bit of a stigma behind downhilling that it's just gnarly and the trails are steep and fast and technical. And hopefully you found this to be true, that that's not the case. Mm-hmm. And when we can put them on a chairlift, when we can practice a few skills and drills and then jump on a chairlift and go do a run with those skills in mind to focus on, I really love that approach to it because it gets them on the trail quicker. It really helps people understand how to translate what we're doing in grass to the trail. Um, But there are some venues where it's more cross-country based, where we have to pedal to get to some of the features to coach on. Mm. So we will do skills and drills in the morning. We'll try a lot of places we go to have some trails nearby, but then we need to take a shuttle or get ourselves to the trailhead for the afternoon rides. And then we try to take everything we learned and find features and apply it to actual trail riding. So a lot of on-trail experience. Nice. And uh, from my experience, like you mentioned, it was downhill. So what was cool is we'd have our uh, skills that we learn in the grass or, you know, on flat areas. And then as you take the ski lift up, you know, it's it's a mountain. So it takes a while. And what's really cool is that we could watch other groups doing lessons like on the fly. Like here's a jump that a group's learning how to do. And you could actually see the instruction happening. So that that was a huge advantage too, just to see other people learning just like I was. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I love that aspect of it too. And I'm sure you experienced just when another group rolls by, everyone's cheering. Oh, for, each for other. sure. Yes. Yeah. I'm really excited. And that's really what I wanted. I wanted, it's a vulnerable position to put women in. It's a little intimidating to, to try things you've never tried before and then go out to a trail. And now suddenly you're faced with this rock garden and six other women are staring at you with a coach cheering you on and giving you pointers. Mm-hmm. It can be a little bit intimidating and vulnerable. So we hope to really set the stage in the beginning and the be- very beginning of the camps. So I'll make a quick speech that just talks about how none of us have egos and we're not a bunch of gnarly shredder women who want to show off. We're here to celebrate the joys of mountain biking. And what we love so much about this sport is it's so much more than just riding a bike. It yeah. really relates to life in so many ways. And, you know, dealing with mental health issues, mountain biking doesn't allow room to have negative thoughts. You know, if you have fear-based thoughts where you're thinking about, I don't want to crash into that rock. I don't know what's my face going to look like if I hit that rock, you know, (laughs) that's something that we want to try to eliminate. So we're also teaching women how to think while they ride. And and that is kind of what my, my morning speech is all about to just help people sort of relax and understand that we're all in this together. We're all vulnerable Us coaches have to perform in front of you. We don't always do things perfectly. We're still humans who make mistakes and fall down in front of people. Mm-hmm. And so we really hope that the environment not only is going to help women build valuable skills on their mountain bike, but also just feel the joy of being in a supportive, welcoming environment. And you, I, I'm going to just give you another shout out because you nailed it. Our first morning, I don't know if you even recall this, 
it was pouring down rain and it was not super warm and all of us <laughs> all of us were huddled under these tents that you know were dripping in between so we're we're all getting soaked and here you are standing in the rain with your uh, megaphone and trying to get us all pumped up to be in the rain all day on a mountain and learn new mountain biking skills and there's no i don't think anybody turned away nobody decided to go home Everyone had a blast. Awesome. Well, <laughs> there's there's something really special, too, about seeing, what, 60, 70 women toughing it out together. I mean, that is so indicative of what we preach, you mm -hmm. know? It's like, we're in this together. Life is hard. We have to deal with challenges as they arise. We have to learn how to tackle obstacles in front of us with, you know, I call it aggressive finesse. And to see all those women toughing it out, standing in the pouring rain, getting on a chairlift in the fog, right. freezing their butts off and still doing it. That was such a moment for me. And, and actually my whole summer has been like that. A lot of my camps have been in the rain. Oh, wow. And I always tell women, it's so special to learn to do this in the rain, not only because slippery terrain can be can be scary and it's it can be great to learn in slippery terrain but also the fact that we are literally toughing out the storm together yeah. and that was pretty magical yeah yeah now have you always had this great positive energy and passion no oh <laughs> so where does it come yeah. from when you are standing in front of us and you are like you are like getting us all jacked up a quick interruption to give a shout out to Primal Wear. Cycling is their passion and apparel is their craft. So if you're in the market for a new jersey, bibs, mask, or any cycling apparel, go to primalwear.com and use code PRIMALMURF to get 20% off your purchase. Yes, 20% off. Now back to the show. Well, thank you. You know, dealing with mental health issues all my life has been a dark road for me. I... I've always had a lot of energy and I've always been a pretty, I think, upbeat, energetic person, yeah. but I've had a lot of negativity in my brain and that has caused a lot of sadness and a lot of tears and a lot of self-doubt. And I have found through the sport, I'm choking up because I always choke up. <clears throat> I've found so much about myself through this sport, yeah. the sport it's the, you know, mountain bikes taught me what I'm capable of, how to how to weather the storm, how to pick myself up when I fall. Um, I was married almost 15 years and it was um, a wonderful, awesome experience. He taught me so much and showed me so much about what I'm capable of, but it was also a pretty unhealthy situation because mm -hmm. of his upbringing and his inability to communicate in a kind way. And that beat me down pretty good and my fear of getting divorced was really um, prevalent in those years that I was thinking I wanted to get out of the marriage. I also started this whole thing with him. Mm -hmm. So that was pretty scary and intimidating. And it was my bike that showed me I'm capable of anything and that I can rely on myself and I can control the things I can control, like riding my bike and getting stronger and finding peace with my choices in life. And even though I started this before I got divorced, 
I started learning about myself through the whole decade of traveling with him and how I felt about biking and how it taught me to face fears and see beyond, you know, the thoughts that are in my head and learn to change those thoughts to positive thoughts that keep my wheels rolling forward. Mm-hmm. And all of that translating into life has fueled this passion for me wanting to help more women see that this sport and this lifestyle and the community that it comes with exists for them. So that's really where it stems from is my own personal experience, having my life really changed and saved by the mountain bike. Mm -hmm. I just want to preach that to more women so they can see what they're capable of and maybe, maybe move forward into life with a little less fear and a little more confidence in who they are and what, what they're capable of. Mm-hmm. So on the second day, uh, they there were like these presentations that we got into groups and I was in your group and two things happened while I was listening and watching. You had like um, a PowerPoint and you were showing different, um, you know, do this, but don't do that. Or here's a picture of somebody's body not in the right position and here's what happens. And it was a lot to take in. And you said that too, like that you're going to learn a lot right now and you may or may not take it all back with you on the bike. But while I sat there listening to you, I was blown away at A, how you knew all these skills, but could put them into words that we all could then take back to our bikes and learn. But the more important thing is, um, you know, I live in Iowa, so I had a 22 hour drive after leaving you guys. I definitely looked at what I learned from you, but more so like the general attitude that you had and like, okay, so I did learn a few skills on my bike and I learned a little bit of confidence, but I can see how I can turn that into life and make changes in life. And so it was it was really mind blowing to be sitting there thinking, I'm not going to learn all these skills, but I then I took it to a higher level like Yes, I am. I am going to learn new skills from this. Awesome. Yeah. That's so good to hear. <laughs> yeah, it was cool. And I did not do that drive all at once. I did t- turn it into multiple days. <laughs> oh, good. Yeah, yeah. I know yeah. how that is. Story of my life. I am also the director of inspiration and a truck driver. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, well, do you have, I guess something we didn't talk about is where these skill camps take place. Yeah, well, we are based in Bend, Oregon. Mm. That is our hometown. Um, But we travel all over the country and we go to Arizona, Arkansas, Montana, obviously Oregon, Vermont, Wyoming, Michigan. Um, Yeah, we try to we try to reach all corners if we can. Mm -hmm. It's 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 a big task to drive all the way across the country and make these happen but we see the need for it and we want to be a valuable resource for women so and i part of the reason i also started this company is i i love travel and i love you know my my the way i progress in my mountain bike is by riding trails i've never seen before or riding new places riding all kinds of different trails i'm sure as you know coming from iowa montana has very different riding than iowa (laughs) yes But when you learn the skills and how to handle your bike in changing terrain, that gets really exciting to come to a place that looks very different than the last place you were. You know, Arizona is very different from Oregon, Mm -hmm. but all the same skills apply. And it creates this sense of confidence and in being able to travel and ride new trails all the time. So 
that's something I really love and appreciate about my job is that I get to travel and ride all these different trails. And I feel really confident that I could call any woman that I've met in all these different states and have someone to take me on a ride. And I can also be, Ladies All Ride can also be a resource for other women. You know, if you want to go ride in Arizona, I can connect you with women in Arizona who would be happy to take you out and show you their trails. Mm -hmm. And I feel like that's a great resource to offer women because we can open the door for other women to see the value in traveling and exploring new places to ride and feeling confident that they'll find someone that can help them along. Mm -hmm. And speaking of help them along, while women are waiting to get into their next camp or planning on when they're going to come, you also offer some pretty cool tips on Instagram, like literal videos and step by step, you know, here's what I did wrong. Here's what I do right. Let me show you again. It's pretty cool. So do you want to tell the listeners some ways to find more about Ladies All Right? Thanks. Yeah, I mean, we, we are on Instagram as Ladies All Ride. It also has my name on the account because I, you know, that was a, that was tough for me to, to create a social media account, first of all, when social media was, was fairly new. I was a little late to Instagram. Uh, but then once I started the business, I realized, well, I need a way to promote the business mm-hmm. because the way we make money and keep our heads above water is people show up at our camps. So, I started on social media as just a way to promote our camps and as a marketing tool. But I realized that along my journey, I felt like I needed someone to look up to who had a similar experience as me. And so I left my name on the Ladies All Right account. So people knew that there's a human behind this business Mm -hmm. who has had her own experience. And I've used social media also on Facebook. It's just Ladies All Right, Mountain Bike Skills, and then the website, ladiesallride.com, I use social media as a way to share my own experience so people can see that I do this because I'm passionate about what the sport can do for women's lives and that I also have a lot of experience riding and coaching. So I I just tend to have like days of the week where I post certain things so people kind of know what to expect. Mm -hmm. Mondays are the motivation days because I feel like a lot of people have had a great weekend and going back to, to work on Monday can sometimes be a little shocking to the system. And so I wanted to be a source of inspiration to help people remember that mountain biking relates to life. And so I I put some mountain biking life lessons on there. And then Tuesdays just sort of accidentally became Teachable Tuesdays. This a couple of years ago, I I, I just happened to get a video of me trying to, to make something up a climb and I filmed it in slow motion. It was kind of just a fluke thing. Like I wanted to see what I was doing wrong mm. and I ended up posting it and it just, got all kinds of attention. And I thought, oh, well, maybe maybe instead of actually coaching online, because that's not what I want to do, I do feel very strongly that it's one thing to see someone do something online and read about what they're doing, but it's a whole other thing to get your body to understand what to do. And mm-hmm. I feel like an in-person lesson is a lot more valuable to have eyes on you to make sure that you're you're doing it right so that your body develops the right muscle memory versus just your brain thinking well okay that sounds easy and then going out and hurting yourself right so 
you know, my Teachable Tuesdays are really just scenarios that I find myself in and I get a video of it and whether I make it or not, a lot of times it's uphill technical climbing because that seems to be a lot of people's misses. And I'll show the mistakes I made so that people can see, oh, okay, if I don't get forward enough, this happens. If I don't look ahead, this happens. Um, so my Teachable Tuesdays are not meant to actually coach people online. They're meant to show scenarios and help people just continue to develop that deeper understanding that there's a lot going on and that it's, it should be something to think about taking a skills lesson so that you can learn the proper way to do those things. I also use social media as a way to thank our sponsors mm -hmm. because we wouldn't be here without all these companies in the bike industry who support us and champion our mission to get more women involved with mountain biking. Definitely. And do you want to give a shout out to any of those sponsors? Oh, there's so many to name. <laughs> I mean, Live Cycling is our bicycle sponsor, and they have just been brilliant to work with. It's It's been crazy to be a part of the bike industry for nearly 20 years. And most of the time, I've been talking to men who are the decision makers at companies. And while they've all been wonderfully supportive of my mission, finding Live and working directly with women has been a dream come true. Yeah. And then SRAM is our component sponsor. Also Rock Shocks, they make suspension. They have a women's marketing department now. And so they are our, our next sponsor that has been super supportive of us. And they are all about not only seeing more women on bikes, but seeing more women working in the industry. Mm. And so that's been really cool to see them grow from this component company that's very focused on engineering and how many women they're hiring in engineering roles and in positions of power. So between Liv and SRAM and Smith and Sombrio clothing, I mean, G4 knee pads, Hydroflask, Picky Bars food, we just have so many awesome sponsors that support us and you can find them all on our website. Awesome. Awesome. Well, do you have any adventures on your horizon or is it just to the next skills camp? Well, I am going to go ride my bike in Oak Ridge, Oregon to, uh, today for nice. a couple days couple hours from Bend and it's a really cool place to ride and then I will be heading to the Rome Fest which a couple of friends of mine run these events called Rome and they're festivals for women where they can demo bikes and see products so I'm going to Rome in Fruta Colorado uh, in two weeks on behalf of SRAM and I'll be doing suspension setups with women helping women understand how their suspension works by taking them out on the trail and having them twist knobs and play with their suspension and then after that we have our final two camps in Sedona Arizona Ooh, and then nice. my season is done <laughs> <laughs> well that's awesome well I want to thank you for being on the podcast and I I'm sure that you already know this but you've definitely inspired a lot of women and dare I say you know changed their lives Oh, well, thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Yeah. That's the goal. And we're pretty proud of what we get to do. And I couldn't do it without, without my amazing team of women that I have standing beside me. So I am learning more and more that it is all about the team. And I want more women to see that women can actually work together and thrive. And it's a beautiful thing. <laughs> yeah. And uh, yeah, and I definitely have to give a shout out to the coaches because, you know, you can't be everywhere the whole time. And Everyone was so helpful and so happy to slow down and reteach and reteach and recoach. So it was awesome. Awesome. Well, thanks so much for appreciating it and for wanting to have me on the podcast. You bet. 
Well, listeners, that's it for this week. A big thanks to Lindsay for taking the time to talk about women on mountain bikes and how she helps women find confidence, overcome fears, and celebrate the joy of mountain biking through her supporting environment at Ladies All Ride. Find out more at www.ladiesallride.com. Lindsay is a great resource for women who are into the sport of mountain biking, no matter what level of experience. You can email me at morphologypodcast at gmail.com if you have a topic or the name of a cyclist you find interesting. Support my podcast at patreon.com slash morphology. Visit my Instagram page for daily entertainment and check out my website for all kinds of bicycle stuff. And a quick shout out to Simmons Electric for sponsoring this episode. I'll leave you with this quote from the unwritten book of morphology. This quote comes from today's guest, Lindsay Richter. I teach people how to give their bikes life and help them develop a deeper relationship with the mountain bike lifestyle. I know firsthand how mountain biking can enrich women's lives and bring so much joy and happiness into their worlds. Think about it. 